Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> As Jason just said, uh, welcome <laughs> to another episode of Jay and Ross Talk Shit. I'm Ross. I'm Jay. And this week uh, we're back to doing our TV thing. We're watching uh, one show that Jason recommends, one I recommend, uh, for each other, kind of. Yeah. And uh, so... Today, you you recommended, or we decided to try another episode of Sons of Anarchy. Well, and, like, I had, a like, a theory. Yeah. Because, like, I don't, because I, I was like, should I have gone with... With the pilot. With the pilot, or mm-hmm. just the other show. Because mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to try this even when we started, like, even when we did the first yeah. one. I remember telling you, I was like, because, like, whenever I recommend shows, like, even though the pilot's never the best episode, yeah. I was wondering, should I... Just, just be like, to hey, else. watch this episode, and then if you like it, go back to the pilot. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? And maybe, and I mean, I guess it's different between comedy and, you know, drama, Yeah, obviously. it probably depends on the show, because, like, well, we'll talk about this one first, and yeah. then my the one I chose this week was Rick and Morty, and I did choose an episode called Rick Potion Number 9, which is not the pilot, but is a pretty, uh, like, sort of pivotal episode, and one that a lot of people... Uh, referred to so if you don't want to be spoiled for Rick and Morty and uh, you know you want to watch the show anyway you know maybe steer clear of that one until you've seen it but otherwise it's not it's not a big deal like it's not something that is mentioned like every episode but something that becomes part of the continuity of the show okay. so anyway going back to Sons of Anarchy where we yeah. started on this uh, yeah I guess uh, I guess uh, what about the pilot did you or didn't you like like a lot you say you recommend it to a lot of people who uh, then well, can't give up after the pilot or it's it's not really what I didn't like it was like whenever I recommended it to people they say they gave it a shot uh-huh. and they like don't like the first couple episodes mm-hmm. you know what I mean and like and like my favorite my the episode that I really liked that I think really gets it going is the one I showed you the first time right so, like, I think that gives, like, because, like, Opie's usually the best, is everybody's favorite character. Mm-hmm. He's my favorite character in the whole series, and then, mm-hmm. like, that's the one that kind of, I mean, he's in the first pilot, right, but really but yeah, all he, you know is that his he's just a guy. Wife, yeah, that his wife doesn't want him in the club. That's right. about it. And yeah. then he went to prison. Yeah. And, and that really, like, gives him his backstory. And, like, the first, and then the a couple episodes afterwards, it's just, like, you know, it's, like, not a lot of backstory too much like the episode three is like big on like making them human and making them making you like them gotcha because, cause like uh the t- like the town mayor or mm-hmm. something like a high up person in the town's daughter gets mm-hmm. raped and they find out who it is and mm-hmm. so and then they pretty much kill him Spo- spoiler alert <laughs> yeah yeah and so you know and like learning about the scripts and stuff I'm like oh this is the episode that'd be like, even though these people are monsters. Right. This like, is what gets you to like yeah. them or empathize and, with them. And, and the whole series, there's those situations. Right. Um, it's just like, like, it's kind of point of view. Like, you, you cheer, you're cheering these people on, and then you're like, holy shit, am I a bad person? <laughs> yeah. You know? And like, because when you really think about it, they're horrible individuals. Yeah, like, it's the anti hero model where, yeah, yeah you've got to, like, it, for people to follow week to week, it. Like, people use the term likability a lot, but, like, really it's less that, and it's more just, like, being able to understand them on a human level and, like, yeah. what makes them tick. Right. Because even Opie, Opie, like, is not a belligerent or, or, like, I guess, cruel or anything. Right. He's just, he shuts down, mm-hmm. and it's and you'll learn a lot, I mean, of, of why. And right. And it's, like, through, 
you know, pain of loss, you know, and, like, whatever. And, like, you know, so, like, and it's, like, and he's, like, the best character, like, I guess the nicest character right. of the show, and he's <laughs> the still... The most human or most relatable. Yeah, and he's yeah. and he's not that great of a guy. <laughs> like, yeah. He's kind of a shitty father, he's kind of a shitty person. Yeah. But he's, like, the least but shitty... he cares. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, the least shitty person of them all. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. So, uh, what, I'm more interested on, like, what did you say, think? Because, on, on the pilot, so, Because so, the first one, oh, let's just say this before you get this. Sure. Um, the first one, because, like, it deals a lot with, like, well, spoiler alert, um, uh, it deals a lot with, like, that manifesto. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. and, like, it really introduces that. They don't even bring that up for another season or two. Interesting. Like, they kind of sprinkle it around the yeah. season one. And then, like, season two, they pretty much drop it. Season three, they don't bring it up till like, maybe mm-hmm. halfway through. And then season four is when it, like, becomes the centerpiece. Yeah. Which, like, I don't know, like, like looking, I mean, granted, given how the how successful the show was. Yeah. I was like, it looks brilliant now. Right. You know, but, but do like, you think he intended? Yeah. I think he, at least, again, like, I Because he didn't know how successful the show was. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that could have been a wasted episode, or like, at least right. a lot of wasted, well, it's, like, it, story. So, at least where I'm coming from, it, it having not seen most of it, it did feel, like, that makes sense to me, that you would do it that way. Yeah. Just because it's, it is an important thing to establish early on. Uh, because like at least at least if the pilot is meant to be kind of like a thesis on the series or what the series is going to be about mm. like the cycle of violence and crime and like all that from generation to generation is a big part of it mm-hmm. like uh, uh, the fact that Jax is like reading about his own father and you know telling him to get out of it he doesn't he basically doesn't want to poison his son with his life and meanwhile Jax is dealing with his own son immediately who's like physically and literally a manifestation of like the uh, somebody who's been harmed by that life or by really his ex-wife's problem right or yeah uh, or drugs and stuff but it's the same idea it's like he literally has a hole in his heart which if you want to get metaphorical about it it's saying like Jax is someone who suffered a, a similar thing on that level it runs in the family like he's inheriting this lifestyle from his father that his father didn't want for him and yeah. yeah, so like I think I think the generational thing is really important there, but you don't. I, I get where like as a story element, they don't need to delve into his father that much as long as they get the broad strokes across at this stage. Mm-hmm. Whereas later, where yeah, like it, it becomes more about Jacks, and at least from my understanding, it becomes kind of like his transformation too. Yeah, it, it, but I, again, I haven't seen it. Oh, okay, so, I don't want to tell yeah. you too much, just in case you want to watch it. But yeah, I was almost gonna. I almost. But but is what I'm saying. I mean, does that it, make sound, sense to it you? sounds like you already kind of know what at least somewhat uh, a little happens with him. A little, but know? like I I also would get from this episode that it's setting up a tragedy. Basically, mm. it's setting up a situation where this guy can choose to get out or get in, and he wants to get out, sort of. Or like he talks about you know things like the the uh, facility, or uh, uh, where he's like, we should just shut it down. Or the one making the is it guns or ammo? Guns. Yeah. Well. Yeah, so he wants to shut it down. Like, it, it's his way of, like, slowly trying to take one step out of the water when everybody... Like, really, like, Katie Seagal and uh, uh, Ron Perlman, their characters are set up as the villains this early on because mm. they're the ones pulling him in. But it's sort of one of those where, like, if he ultimately commits himself to it, which most most stories that start out this way are tragedies. That's the way they go. And, 
yeah, like I, I could see him becoming a little bit more ingrained in it, but I don't know. <laughs> so, would you say that's a fair assessment of what you think they're trying to get across in the pilot? Yeah, yeah. actually, uh, he, you know, he's in and out like the yeah, way. and uh, which you know, like in the other I'm episode, try, I'm, trying watched, to, I'm trying not to. Sp- yeah, right. Too much. I mean, I, I think um, I know where it's going. But, like, yeah, yeah, in you, the other episode you, we watched, too. Yeah, you do have a good idea of, like, where it's going. Kinda, yeah. You kind of have at least some, you know. Yeah. Um, but, like, both episodes I've seen of first scenes and seem to be about people who kind of want to get out, but, like, no matter what, they're kind of stuck. Like, right. it's a curse, like, their family generation thing. And I also know that he drew a lot from Hamlet and stuff, which, yeah. you know, <laughs> obviously. Right. But, uh, yeah. I, I guess I get why people don't really like the pilot that much. I thought it was all right. I thought it was a yeah. decent... Like, all that stuff was well laid out. I like stories about kind of cycles and history and how that's playing into the future and stuff. Uh, it, but, like, it doesn't have a real good early episode hook. Yeah, it's, like, it's a little scattered, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. like it starts with the kind of the attack on their facility, but you don't know anything about them or who the, who the attackers are. And all of it's really resolved in the episode, like, its purpose is really just to give them something that they're doing while the episodes drop an exposition on you to you know get you involved in the show but the way the way that they start in media res on it it's not starting with a scene that's like immediately engaging on its own right and it's also doing it before you really have anything to know about the characters like it's not until probably 15 20 minutes into the episode that jack's like beats up the guy who was uh, supplying his it, he was supplying his ex-wife with drugs right that's why yeah. and, like that's the first real like active thing he does in the episode mm-hmm. like he's looking at his father's documents at one point and we see all this but like we don't have a we don't really have a good idea who these people are aside from what's happening to them and the fact that they're in this gang like we don't know what makes them yet so it uh, you don't have that engagement yet and like like some shows will start out with a scene like uh like, Breaking Bad has a great opening scene with, like, the uh, RV traveling through the desert, a guy in a gas mask and, you know, underwear, and, like, people passed out in the back, and, like, you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, I want to know what's going on. It, like, that's a hook, or, like, Lost has a great hook at the beginning with Jack mm-hmm. waking up in the forest and the dog going by and him walking out uh, the serene beach and then, like, the giant, like, massive wreck on there and, like, having to go thing to thing and it, like, immediately grabs you. So, like... It's possible to do that where you don't, you're not invested in the characters yet, but it's hard to do. And like the right. way it starts here is a lot more passive than yeah. some. But well, and like uh, Breaking Bad did that a lot too. And I don't know. Yeah. Um, I kind of like that. I don't know if uh, he does because they do that a lot. Where like especially like the plane crash scene, you know, where all the yeah. And cool. I th- I didn't think they did that one well. That yeah. was one of the few like gripes I had about that season was I think they built that up too much. Really. But yeah. Yeah, because I remember, um, cause I, like, I kind of like that, and I can see, I see where they're going with it, it like, yeah. draws people in, but I kind of like, I mean, you know, I don't know, I mean, if I, if I saw it done well, mm-hmm. but I agree with you on that, like, that plane crash one especially, I was just like, eh. Yeah, just because, like, they made it seem like something really world-shattering for the story. Yeah. And, like, on a large scale, it's like, okay, you're seeing how his deci- Walt's decisions in Breaking Bad are affecting the world around him in a much larger scale. Or, like, it's 
it, like a butterfly effect where like little things he does affect other people that affect other people that affects a lot of other people yeah. but it, but it's it's like it doesn't have the same uh, catharsis yeah. as it would if it were like it was so far right like the butterfly effect was so because it wasn't right because like, it was like the lady that OD's dad who was like tired from yeah sleep cause yeah he was, was like mourning and yeah and he let it happen yeah so like I like that I like the idea of what they did but I don't think teasing it the way they did works because usually when you do teasers like that it's a moment of like huge catharsis in the series or it's a major turning point sure and it wasn't so much in breaking bad like there were much bigger turning points in that season than the plane crash but anyway the tangent on all that but uh but yeah like i don't think i don't think those hook moments are necessary to tell a good story and i don't think that they really matter in the long run but in terms of like getting people like when you hear people say like oh i just gave up after the first couple it's because right. they didn't have, like, a sequence to, like, really hang on. Mm. Or, and, and like, I can see here, and I'm like, okay, I get where they're they're trying to set up these characters because they have to play them out this way. And, like, there has to be a status quo that they establish before they can upset that status quo. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, it, I don't know. It, it reminded me a lot of the S.H.I.E.L.D. pilot, honestly, yeah. which is another show Kurt Sutter wrote on. And also, like, a lot of people talk about the shield pilot as a really great episode because mostly because of a sort of big twist in it that you don't expect. But like, uh, I don't think it's that strong of a pilot either. Like it's one where you're thrown into this. You're not really given a reason to be interested in this, these people, uh, or at least not on a human level. Like the events are interesting, but you don't have that much otherwise, but it leads into a really great show. Mm -hmm. And like, I could see that with Sons of Anarchy too, where like over time, like watching all of this fall apart kind of would be interesting. And like really the, really the cool part about it is the brotherhood around, like really interesting, like, which I don't think Breaking Bad was really set up for. No, Breaking Bad is very, like very much focused on Walter and the people immediately, like how he affects the people around him Mm -hmm. too. But yeah, so and that that's a good point with Sons of Anarchy because yeah. like the pilot really doesn't get much across with their gang and their relationships. Like it's a gang. Like we see little things like them yeah. having the meeting and t- discussing like funding and shit, which you know is always a, like uh, that stuff's funny and interesting to me. Just to like look at these guys who think of themselves as hard asses who ride motorcycles, sitting around and talking about funding and like in the other episode like a family vacation, like. Or, like, family day. Like, that's funny and interesting to me because yeah. it upsets those norms. But I'm not sure if the show is, like, doing that intentionally or not. Uh, it, I I would assume it probably is because there's a lot of shit they do yeah. that the whole episode. Yeah, yeah. So, and they've got... Uh, the whole series. And there are other humorous things, like the one guy being the... Uh, Elvis impersonator and stuff or getting mad about, like, Korean Elvis and stuff, <laughs> replacing him for a night. And, like, that's that gives it character kind of and you know because like it doesn't make sense that people are just in a gang and that's their whole livelihood or not usually like people usually have lives around that and stuff that they kind of ignore when they they kind of they kind of need to right yeah just get caught in five minutes right yeah um well and it it, this the pilot does do a good job of kind of setting up how many connections they have like the police officer early on who tells them all that information they just pay him off to keep it off the record mm-hmm. and the, even the hospital the one uh, nurse well surgeon right or the mm-hmm. woman who uh, kind of was in with them before and yeah so like she'll help treat him and all that and yeah like it, it it does a good job of establishing kind of the outer circle it, but it doesn't do much with the gang itself which is interesting for a show called Sons of Anarchy which I assume like that's yeah. really the focus of most right. of the series but 
don't know. Like, I, I thought it was a... I didn't think it was a bad pilot. Yeah. Like, and, you know, that, it's interesting you said that, because, like, cause I was thinking... Because, like, that's what really makes the show, is the, the mm-hmm. I guess, camaraderie... Right. ...between all of them. Yeah. And the the family aspect of it. It's, it's you right. know... They're, it's, they're it's personal the go- families and their family... Uh, right. It's the godfather songs. with the motorcycles. That's right. What, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that's pretty much what it... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Going save the cat style, but uh, <laughs> yeah. But, there you uh, go. Um, you're you're learning how to pitch, right? <laughs> but um, so, but yeah, yeah, no. But that's why because I thought it was really interesting. Because I mean, I especially like the third season. Third season, the fucking shit. The yeah. Show where they go to Ireland. And, yeah. I remember two was when people started being like, this show's gotten really good. And yeah. then, like, so three, you think, is the best one. I like three. Two's really good, too. Yeah. Because uh, um, um, the relationships in two are really good. I'm trying not to spoil too much, because they, they, they're dealing with an enemy that's just as bad, even worse than them, mm-hmm. but, like, is legal. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, so it kind of makes, you know, like... Mm-hmm. It, it delves into like that you know argument that like sometimes yeah. sometimes the worst people in this world have a suit and smile to your face you know, like, <laughs> right yeah and um and cause atrocities way worse than yeah. or on much larger scales than these little gangs and exactly people running around with their badass jackets and, and I think so. that and I think yeah I think that season definitely kind of mm-hmm. helps it you know and then you've you know, oh they're not so bad right when like yeah. you look at like some like the villains in season two, they're they're probably the worst of the villains. Interesting. I, yeah, I I should I should watch it more sometime. I've just got a lot. But uh, actually, right now, I'm pretty light on shows I'm watching. I'm just like busy with so many other things. I I, I like I haven't been picking up shows. Right. Uh, Facts of life. Man. I do think you should watch the Shield sometime. Or maybe yeah. I, I like part of me wants to show you one episode of that as part of this run because okay. but I don't know which episode I show because right. it's the same thing where like yeah. I don't think the pilot's that strong but a lot of the really strong episodes are drawing on things that have happened before so if you don't have that background it doesn't really right. work for you and that's what like that's why I kind of did this the way I did it like, yeah. I wanted to show you two because yeah. I really I dig this show I dug that show a lot I watched it when mm-hmm. it was on yeah like, yeah and uh, I watched I got into it Netflix had season one and uh, season mm-hmm. two, I like, like fucking binge watched those, you know, two, and then I caught up to season three mm-hmm. on FX. So I was I, I very rarely watch shows when they're actually on. Yeah, <laughs> like I usually catch them later in right. life. Like Game of Thrones, I'll probably watch later in life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or Game of I, Thrones is so good though. <laughs> see, yeah, and uh, <laughs> and uh, so. And that's another one that you could never show somebody just a random, or not random, but like an episode three seasons in yeah. and be like, no, you should watch because it draws on so much history and there's so many characters and it's just hard to keep track of. Right. Like, it's just a thing where if I were watching an episode of uh, Game of Thrones and someone just happened to be around me who didn't know it, I would just have to say like, don't ask questions. <laughs> I'm not going to pause like every other scene and be like, okay, this is the whole backstory of this character. <laughs> their so-and-so was a killed and they hate this. And uh, A 10-hour episode. Their families have had problems for generations now. and uh, like, There's just so much. But. Yeah, so, I mean, granted, I'm still, I still don't know. 
Maybe I'll just be like, hey, give it to episode five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that can be tough, too. But, right. I don't know. Like, I really think you'd dig the shield if you started yeah. that. But, uh, yeah. I, pilot, Pilot's okay. I, I, it didn't really hook me, though. Like, it's one I was like, I'll give it I'll give it a number of episodes because I've heard good things. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. What, what else is there to talk about that episode? I think we pretty much covered the bases. Yeah. Like, uh... You know, the, uh, we kind of talked the story about his son and all that. I think that's as symbolic as it is anything else about, you know, generations and family hurting, giving, you know, hurting people before they have a chance and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So let's talk Rick and Morty. Yay! <laughs> so you had, you had very little idea about the show before, yeah. then, right? It's yeah. pretty much new to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, yeah, I've never seen it or really... I mean, I've heard of it. Yeah, it's that. a huge success now for Adult Swim. Like, uh, I think the... Fear Are bringing it back then? Oh, yeah, it's in its second season right now. It's oh, already okay. been signed for a third. Uh, oh, okay, I thought it, did it... I thought it got, like, canceled or no, something. No, okay. no, Rick and Morty th- community might, might be thinking. Okay, I might be thinking of something different. Rick and Morty is, uh, yeah, like, it's, it's Adult Swim's most popular show now by a long shot. It's one of the most popular scripted shows on television now. Yeah. Or at least on cable, like uh, Sunday night, because like everything's on fucking Sundays, and like <laughs> that's and w- Fear the Walking Dead premiered last week and like right. set all sorts of records. This was the second highest rated uh, show that night. Nice. It was Rick and Morty. It's uh, yeah, it's great for Dan Harmon where he, it, it, he's like he talks about it, he's like, look, Rick and Morty gets about the same ratings Community did, but in a different time slot on a cable network. So you know the same number of people are probably watching both shows, but. Because one's on network, it's a failure, and one one's on cable, it's a huge success. He's like, right. it makes no sense, right? Like, but yeah. Do you think it was maybe budget though? That took? No, I don't yeah. think so. Because I mean, Communities was our really low budget, and its later seasons on NBC, and it moved to fucking Yahoo, and it, Yahoo was able to budget it for the same amount NBC was. Jesus. So like, if Yahoo can pay for it, it then it can't be that bad. But right. that's weird. Yeah. So, what do you think of Rick and Morty? It was great. <laughs> dug it? it was, yeah, I dug it a lot. Man. Cool. I mean, I, I really couldn't elaborate too much, because I didn't know, like, I was trying to piece together, mm-hmm. you know, if there was any, like, real backstory or anything to it. Is it, is it kind of a show that doesn't really have a continuing story, I assume? It doesn't, it doesn't. Like, uh, yeah. it, what I told you beforehand, and for any listeners who haven't watched the show, it's... It's basically about a kid named Morty who's like 14, 15. He's uh, going to school. He lives with his older sister and uh, his parents. His parents have kind of a, a kind of a problematic marriage. And uh, then his grandfather on his mother's side has moved into the house fairly recently. They don't say when. He's already there in the first episode. And uh, his grandfather, Rick, is like a super scientist. He's a super genius. Uh, he's also a depressed alcoholic and kind of a crazy person. And so it's, they're various misadventures, but, but the show does build on itself. Like the, I wanted to show you this one because it, it shows how the, how it can do these like weekly episodes, but then still have like, still not like just write itself out of a corner in a cheap way. Like if shit really goes down, it can seriously affect things. So even if the show, like even if the week after this, it would just be an episode that doesn't even refer back to it. 
he's still they're still technically living in a different universe at the end of this episode <laughs> or at, from that point on in the series and they were and yeah. there's another one this season where summer's having problems and rick at one point points out to the backyard he's like you see that pile over there i buried my own body like me and rick we destroyed the world we came to this one we died we buried our own body we're dead and and he goes so the point is or he's like look life is short Uh, there's no point let's watch tv (laughs) so it's it's an incredibly cynical show and also just the idea of the multiple universes is something that they draw on a lot yeah like that same episode where uh he points out their bodies half the episode is them just watching tv from different universes so it's just like rick bought this cable box thing or brought it over where like they get signals from all these different ones so there's just ridiculous shit where like uh there's ants in my eyes something or like uh, this guy who has ants in his eyes trying to sell washing machines and there's uh there's a guy who sells doors and like he leaves and like it becomes like another show then he gets back to a door place and uh it's it's hard to like there are chairs and pizza that are people in other universes and stuff like it's just infinite possibilities within it (laughs) And, uh, yeah, ultimately they bring up the idea that there are Ricks in all sorts of different universes, and one of the constant things is, like, there's always a Morty, so, like, the Ricks have, like, created uh, communities and stuff in certain worlds where they can all meet and discuss things, and they all have their own Morty, and, like, (laughs) there's one recently where there's Jerry Daycare. So, like, if Jerry, the father, is with them on, like, an adventure and they need to get rid of him, they drop him off with all the other Jerry's and this other, like, space daycare thing. And, like, it's, they really go far with all their concepts. And, yeah, this was kind of an episode, or example of that. So <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So, what what did you like about this one? Just kind of the... I mean, <laughs> like, it just, uh, that, that it was completely bad shit crazy <laughs> yeah and uh, it was the most ridiculous thing i'd ever seen because uh it just started out by a love potion yeah like it starts out in kind of a generic and then it turns like into like an invasion of the body snatchers and then it turns into a monster flick <laughs> yeah yeah it gets really they really cronenberg it up as they say <laughs> they cronenberg the world but yeah i really really like the way this one plays with that or plays with just the destruction of their own universe and like toys with the idea of easy solutions like each time like no everything will be back to normal and it just gets worse and worse and worse (laughs) and they can't fix it (laughs) like the fact that they the episode ends and it's like no this is just the whole universe is fucked and rick is hilarious yeah (laughs) like he's just like what he's my favorite line of the whole thing well, science is more of an art than science. <laughs> yeah, sometimes <laughs> science is more of an art than science, Morty. And, uh, <laughs> I love it. He, he has a lot in there. I love that after he's like, see, you're going to feel really stupid about this, Morty. You know, I'm going to fix everything. And look, oh, it's all great. And then... And he's then, obviously just shit kid. Yeah, well, and then everything turns. He's like, oh, Morty. Oh, I bet you're loving this, aren't you? This is just yeah. the best day of your life. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a really you just good wanted joke. to get laid right. yeah yeah well and he makes a good point how like kind of creepy those love story potion stories are where it's right? like you're basically date raping people <laughs> where it's like oh morty you want me to make your stupid roofie potion and roofie that girl and <laughs> no shit i never even thought of that until i 
to watch this episode. <laughs> like it's like because like they jazzed up to like the guy's just so sweet. He's just he's yeah, just yeah. so shy. Right. No, no, it's fucking Bill Cosby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, God damn it. When that potion wears off, she's just going to be, wait a minute. Yeah. Like, That's messed up. <laughs> but, wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Every 60s sitcom looks like a date rapist. Pretty much. Like, <laughs> pretty much. But, yeah, I, I like how casual he, casually he makes it, too. Where he's like, all right, whatever, Morty. And then just, like, makes this magic potion <laughs> that would work, dude. Like... It's established, yeah. Rick is a genius, but yeah, he's also <laughs> out of his fucking mind. Yeah, he's also he's he's very much the mad scientist guy, except he's his own problems. <laughs> it's it's a great show though. Like it, the one I show a lot of people uh, usually is like Lawnmower Dog because it's a little less a little less spoilery. Like this one's not. It's not one that you would have to see. And, like, if I were to tell you to watch this show, I'd tell you just watch from the beginning because mm-hmm. it's it's all really good. Yeah, but. Yeah, it, it's even when it has nothing to do with anything else, or it's just a standalone thing. It's it's just a really clever show. Yeah, no, it was it was really good. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Cool. Like, um, it's, I mean, it, it just kept getting nuttier. <laughs> yeah, and just like, Lawnmower Dog's the same way. Where it, it's like it's a plot line where they get a new dog, but it's stupid and like pees on the carpet and shit. Yeah. So like, Rick's like, what? Well, first of all, his thing is like. Why do you get a dog if you don't want to feel superior to her at all times? Isn't the whole point? And uh, he, he, but he gives it this helmet that makes it a smart dog, but it eventually becomes like a slave revolt thing where it realizes that. Meanwhile, uh, Morty has gone into the mind or the dreams of his teacher, like in Inception, to like change his uh, grades. Yeah. And like the whole, they end up like within the dream, like knocking out other people and going inside their dreams. So it's like dreams within dreams within dreams, like Inception. Yeah. Except it gets really fucking nutty where like they knock out like a Freddy Krueger guy in his dream and go inside his <laughs> dreams. And and then the jog thing crosses over and you don't know what part of that's in a dream. And <laughs> That's sick. It's, it's really clever. But, but yeah, I guess what I'm saying is watch Rick and Morty. It's a good show. Yeah. <laughs> so between this and uh, Nathan for you, that was the other one that we watched. Mm-hmm. It, would you prefer rather watch one or the other like if you're like all right what am i going on a scripted weird cynical show or am i going like the reality fuck with people but with like really clever concepts i mean i like both both pretty lot, good huh? but, uh, yeah and then i can't remember oh hannibal yeah yeah i chose hannibal but yeah a little mixed on that right yeah yeah yeah, I mean, I, uh, I'd i probably watch... This is more my forte, I think. Yeah. I mean, I like both styles. Like, yeah, I yeah. love fucking with people. It's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but I just love... Something about cynical humor, it just right. brings such a you would, warmth to my heart. The, the character of Rick is... <laughs> that, that, And that's part of why I was like, oh, Jason will really like Rick and Morty. Because Rick is just... He's the most cynical person in... Because like, he's seen everything. He's seen, like, all these different universes and all the different possibilities, and he's kind of dismissed it all. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's all a bag of shit. Yeah, it's really, really good stuff. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. Anything else you want to talk about on Rick and Morty? You pretty much, pretty much covered it on that. No, I mean, it's, it's hard to go in-depth. Right. With, like, something that... Like, the marriage story, you don't really know much about Yeah. Them. Like, they set it up well in the episode that, like, yeah. they're not... It's so, obvious that their marriage is in the shitter. You're right. You know I mean? but, but, yeah, like, if you've been watching up to that point, it's kind of funny to see, like, Jerry, who's such a 
like kind of a geek and like always shit on and stuff and like the world goes to hell and he becomes the hero and he has this moment but it's not really relevant to the show at that point on because it's in their old universe where everything's done and they're not going back now Cronenberg Rick and Cronenberg Morty like that end bit from another universe where they were all Cronenbergs or I use the term Cronenbergs because they used it themselves. Yeah. They're all mutated people, and then somehow they became normal humans except Rick and Morty. So then Rick and Morty Cronenberg version go into the universe where everything's Cronenbergs. <laughs> and, yeah, really, like, weird, clever stuff. And I wonder how much Dan Harmon has to do with it and how much it's Justin Roiland. Mm-hmm. Like, I think a lot of the really weird humor comes from Justin Roiland, mm-hmm. but, like, the actual yeah, structure... He's the guy, he really created the show. Like, he was the guy who, uh, he, the whole thing is stemming from a little internet short he did about uh, Doc and Marty, like, from Back to the Future, kind of. Mm-hmm. Except uh, the whole thing is the Doc insisting that Marty needs to suck his balls. And, like, the world, he's like, no, I can't explain it. You need to suck my balls now. <laughs> so it's, like, it's just this weird, like, off-color bit they did. Yeah. And somehow they turned it into this. And probably with... Dan Harmon's guidance because he, right. he's so good with story and like a, a lot of a lot of what resonates or a lot of what works with like the actual characters in the show is probably coming more from him mm-hmm. but Justin Roiland does the voices of both Rick and Marty Rick and Morty and like oh that most, wasn't Bob Odenkirk no no it was uh, Justin Roiland he did almost every he does a lot of people yeah. Chris Parnell does a uh, Jerry just, yeah, just, and yeah, Sarah right. Chalk is the mom from like Scrubs oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah a lot of good people involved, but... <laughs> hmm. Yeah. And then the rapper was Dan Harmon. <laughs> the, the flu season rap. Ah. But, yeah. Yeah, because I could have sworn that was uh, Bob Odenkirk as fucking Rick. Nope, nope. Uh, Justin Roiland. And, yeah, his his voice performance is great. Like, his uh, weird little burps thrown in when he's talking about stuff. And just, like, the urgency of everything he says is really funny. Yeah. Anyway... That's probably it for this week. Watched our two shows. We'll uh, continue next week with uh, whatever we do. (laughs) Thanks.